And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian and Casey. You can find me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter at HEPod. Hey Eintracht Frankfurt on Instagram. Uh, hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com is working. You can uh, send your emails, facebook.com slash pod for all the things Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language, all in one convenient location. So, no matches to talk about, unless you want to talk about the frown, which we do. We always love to talk about the frown. But here to talk all things Eintracht is Roman, not in bad football, but San Francisco. Hey, bud. Hey, what's up, Brian? Thank you. Um, uh, great to be back. Great to be here. And yeah, California calling. Um it's starting to heat up. It's getting good. Spring is around the corner, lurking, and um, yeah, it's busy. So sorry that I'm um, uh, that I couldn't <laughs> join uh, earlier earlier round. But no you know, city's waking up. It's getting more and more work. But he- here I am. Here we are. <laughs> Indeed, so, uh, Roman, you run the SFB Eagles uh, Twitter account, uh, where all the Eintracht Frankfurt fans from the Bay Area uh, meet when. Uh, COVID is no longer a thing. Are you guys back to uh, watching matches live in a bar? Yeah, yeah, we did actually. We watched the uh, the Bayern match, obviously, and uh, with the, with a Bayern fan club. And we were this time we were more Frankfurt fans than Bayern supporters, wow. uh, which is uh, which is rare. But that's only because it was like a day to day notice. They basically said, like, "Okay, I'm back in the city. Let's go meet." And then we met up, and the Bayern fan uh, friend of mine he showed up, um, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, and then we watched uh, uh, another match. Yeah, the Bojo match, I think. And yeah, then I moved. Then I was in Mexico for a couple of times, so I watched the Europa League game against Betis in Mexico. And uh, yeah, and now we're trying to see how we do Barcelona. But uh, yeah, we, we get to that later. But yeah, <laughs> we we try to watch it. But I can't join because I'm going to be in meetings. And for the return match, it's even going to be worse because I'm going to be camping. I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere with no reception, no nothing. And probably Friday, when I go back to the real world, I'm going to find out whether we made it or not. But uh, oh, Gosh. But where, where can, where can uh, any Eagles who want to meet and watch the Eintracht matches in the Bay Area, where can they meet? Yeah, so the easiest is, uh, so we haven't decided yet where we're going to watch, but the easiest is watch our Twitter channel or Facebook, SFB Eagles, and we will announce where we will watch the game there. Boom. We definitely get, I mean, the times are good, so we're going to get a bar. Usually we do Steph's on 2nd Street, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, during the week, and the weekends we do Danny Coyle's. But uh, um, more, more in the in the financial district. That's easier, where people can have a good lunch and watch Barcelona. Ugh. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get to the Catalans uh, discussion uh, in due course. But uh, yeah, uh, Danny Coils on the weekend. So the Eintracht on Saturday uh, meet up there. Of course, you can always meet up uh, our Deitr- our Michigan Eagles, and that is at the. DCFC uh, uh, Clubhouse that's there. Chris is always there. Well, you can always say Chris is there all the time because uh, the man <laughs> uh, just loves his DCFC just as much as he loves his Eagles. These are all facts. Um, and of course, you can always uh, join me watching the Eintracht on Saturdays. That is at Kansas City Beer Company. Uh, in the heart of the city of Kansas City, uh, where is the home of the Bundesliga, where all the Bundesliga matches are always shown uh, these days, really just on Saturdays, because there's some weirdos who take over on Sundays. Uh, but uh, stay tuned to that. I will let you know where uh, we meet up on Sundays, because it kind of has shifted from place to place, though we definitely seem to have a place now. Um Let's get to the Eintracht news and information time. The Frauen Corner usually is at the uh, following uh, our segment breaker of hashtag what are we drinking. Moving it forward because the Eintracht was you the, do a quick one. the only ones uh, playing at the weekend. It ended up Roman being a bad one. Uh, 4-1 loss to the Wolfsburg. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way, Roman. It, is it not true that Wolfsburg just overpl- overpays for all of its players? 
Yeah, they do. What can you say? But everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a mission. It's a Volkswagen mission. And uh, don't buy a Volkswagen. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> did I just say that? No. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just their that's their passion. Uh, passion is the wrong word. That's their guinea pig project or whatever, you know. And I mean, I'm glad, you know, like you always have to be glad that big companies sponsor these kind of events. But of course, it's, it's sad for us. But um, yeah. I mean, they're doing their thing and Wolfsburg is playing up there. And unfortunately, we didn't beat them. And sure. uh, I would say there were good chances. And I hope that if we keep our growth uh, going, our momentum going, then eventually we'll we'll be able to um, to keep Wolfsburg behind. Um, but yeah, I mean, money makes the world go round. Right? And fortunately, it's not so much money yet in the Frauen Bundesliga than in the uh, in, in the in the Bundesliga Bundesliga. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, we are lucky, Roman, uh, in this fact that uh, this weekend's matches are kind of ones that I think could we can catch up on points. So uh, at the weekend, we're going to be placing off against. Is that Jena? Jena? How do you spell that? How to pronounce that? From the East Germany. What do you mean? Um, uh, is it is the city pronounced Jena or Jena? Oh, Jena. 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 Okay. Jena. Yeah, yeah so, so bottom Jena. of the table, yeah. Jena, five points from 18 matches, so they've been doing really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> talk about a team that is a good opportunity for the Eintracht to return to winning ways. Um, Hoffenheim happens to play against uh, against Leverkusen, that mid-table club, that last year they were doing a lot better, so that could uh, be something that will allow us to gain points on them. And Tobin Potsdam plays against Kuhn. And uh, in terms of the Frauen Bundesliga, there's nothing bigger than that this weekend's match between Wolfsburg and Bayern. And at this point, uh, with just a few, with just one point separating these two teams, it's likely to be the title decider. So one can only imagine who will uh, rise as the Frauen Bundesliga champions. But, you know, at this point, I think it's going to be a hard press for the Frauen to uh, Eintracht yeah. Frauen to come away with the Bundesliga title. Roman, it's time to it could get be worse though. Mm. You know, because like we could be uh, Dortmund fans uh. having a great men's team and not even a Frauen team at all. You know, so I think that is uh, the saddest part of it. True. You know, it's like that's so many big Bundesliga. Um, uh, um, teams they don't even have a, I mean they probably have a frown team but they do not care about it and I think that's uh, my my opinion on the frown league is you know like uh, I'm, I'm glad that Frankfurt took care of it uh, or that they uh, said um, we're gonna yeah. uh, when they when they did the merger um, but so many other teams like where are the HSV Frauen you know where are the Schalke yeah. Frauen yeah, there's where are like all of these like even from the second league like where where the men's team are not you know, I think I just think that every Bundesliga team, especially established Bundesliga team, should have a proper Frauen team. Whether okay, they don't have Leipzig. to be in the first league. That is not Leipzig. That is not Leipzig. Exactly, because then we might not have teams like Wolfsburg, and um, you know. But I mean, if you if you check the Bundesliga and if you check the teams that we like, right? Um, or the types. I mean, there's the Bayern. There's the Frankfurt, there's Cologne, and there's, Bremen. Yeah. Right? So, four teams. Okay, Freiburg. We, we, no, we, we don't we, mind Freiburg. We, we don't mind Freiburg, so we put that in this pot. So, there are five teams uh, out of the 18 20. When it comes to the Manon, I guess you could say. Uh, which yeah. one? So, basically, like uh, five, cl- five female cl- uh, female Bundesliga clubs from Traditions, Varens, and then you have. Uh, the the three plastics, plastic shows. Exactly. Even though, yeah. Even though I do realize that Wolfsburg and Leverkusen like to call them, uh, was it uh, Vuxels? Is that how you pronounce them? Like a uh, factory team or something like that? Oh, uh, uh, oh, Werkself. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if uh, I don't know Wolfsburg is not a Werkself. Bayer Leverkusen, yes, mm-hmm. uh, because they have a, a Vax. A Vax is kind of like a company, you know, because they have a. You used to have to, uh, in the old rules, you had to work for uh, Bayer uh, 
for the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company to play for Leverkusen. So mm. even like the player, I think in the 60s or 50s or whatever, they all had official buyer contracts. And uh, then they were allowed to play for Leverkusen. Wow, I'm learning you so know, much back here. Back in the days when they didn't have so much money, where they did. Uh, but in, in Frankfurt, actually, we had a different company. I think it was the Adler Werke, even Eagles, but they used to do shoes. <laughs> and there is a, 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 a Hessian uh, um, term for Schlappe kicker, and Schlappe are like uh, the Hessian term for shoes. And the Schlappekicker were called because most of the people who played for Eintracht Frankfurt, they were employed at this um, uh, at the Schlappe uh, um, producing uh, this shoe manufacturing. And uh, so that's kind of like how it used to be, right? Because like mm -hmm. they weren't at the times where they weren't allowed to be professionals. They were like the cheat way of professionals that like, like somebody who liked the club, you know, they had a company that would employ them. They would basically pay them the salary and, uh, and, but if, and, and on the side, but, Uh, professionally, they would play. Um, they would play uh, soccer. There you go. So uh, that's kind of like things it you learn. Like an yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because like there are many sports like this uh, that are still out there. You know, like in Ireland, for example, the whole Irish, uh, the GAA hurling, is in right? a similar state. It's hurling or um, uh, Gaelic football. Hmm. Uh, it's all amateur, so you cannot really get paid. But of course, there are ways around it. Ways around it. You know, and it's uh, kind of like what was probably in Frankfurt uh, or in the Bundesliga in the 50s, 60s, until they were able to, I don't know when they became professional at what time, but um, yeah, and that's where the Werkself actually comes from. So mm. they had to work for Bayer Leverkusen and, uh, you know, maybe they were, you know, I don't know, in logistics or whatever, <laughs> doing boring stuff, Something doing the Charlie Chaplin. Exactly. Something, you know, like one hour a week, uh, uh, you know, on the... I don't know, doing some mediocre work and then go back to the practice pitch. Yeah, that's where it's from. But Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg has never been that, mm, right? Okay. So Wolfsburg has been a traditional soccer club like any other. It's just that at some point, uh, um, uh, VW said like, okay, now we're gonna, why, now we're gonna pay the bills, right? There we're gonna go. pick up the tab. Uh, that's why there's no Volkswagen in the in the crest or anything, oh, right? Gotcha. It's still okay. Yeah. The stuff you detour. learn when Roman returns. Folks, just saying. Anyways, um, yeah, shit in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's let's learn some more stuff uh, with the news that has been going on. Uh, we'll get to the international rundown after hashtag What are we drinking? But the news is first uh, that CEO Axel Hellman has signed an extension until 2027. Um, considering his time that he has put in with the Eintracht, this seems like the just. The smart thing to do. He's kind of moved up, like you know, any employee can move up in a company, and you're moving up by making good, sound decisions that allow the club to grow. I kind of grew up uh, knowing that Eintracht has a just a yo-yo team, like you know, just relegation survivalists and yo-yo uh, between yeah. the leagues. That's all I ever knew, and actually. I would almost say like since Axel Hellman's employment at the club. So we got promoted. Awesome. Then we finished top six. Amazing. Get to play in Europe. It's awesome. Kind of had a little bit of relegation scare, but you know, it is what it is. Um, mid table relegation scare. Then mid table Pokal final. Uh, eighth place Pokal uh, Ziga. Then, I mean, we've gone strength to strength. We've played in Europe five times since he has been an employee and four times in the last five at, well, no, yes, uh, three times in the last uh, four seasons um, since he's kind of been on the executive board. And I go, I say, hey, go from strength to strength. Uh, keep him on board. Make sure that he is allowed to make good sound hires to augment the Eintracht family with more people smarter people than Ian himself if possible and uh, so that the Eintracht can flourish on both the uh, the Eintracht level and the Eintracht Frauen level your thoughts Roman yeah so I mean there's definitely one advantage is that uh, he knows he's no uh, uh, soccer expert right uh, I mean he's good but he's not the soccer expert so I think he's out in most of the 
um, uh, um, soccer-related, tactical-related um, uh, issues, uh, and that's good, right? Because you uh, you probably knows enough to uh, to have to have a say to not be like totally stupid on on soccer <laughs> issues, but he knows that there are other professionals who know more. And that's a very good uh, um, uh, uh, team, you know, and the same with Oliver Frankenbach and uh, Markus Kröscher, you know, when you have those three, um, they don't need to fight whether a player is uh, better or not so good, whether they like it or not, because like uh, the competences are um, distributed, uh, even like fair, you know, Oliver Frankenbach is good in finance, uh, Hellmann is good in marketing and uh, in, in, in business development, and Kröscher is uh, good in, in soccer stuff. Right, mm -hmm. and um, and I think there is some strength to that um, in in the whole constellation. And for us, of course, it's uh, I would say it's the it's big news, but it's like no news because there is I Axel Hellmann. Now this almost sounds bad, but I don't I don't mean it in a bad way. But he would not get a similar posi position outside of um, uh, the Eintracht Frankfurt realm, right? Um, in, in the bubble, mm, he, he would, you know, like he 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 started very early with Eintracht Frankfurt, and he earned his uh, uh, he he earned his um, skills and and uh, um, and like I mean he came from uh, from from the Eintracht. Base, you know, from the ultras, kind of. So he knows how it how it felt and how it feels to go away game as a as an Eintracht supporter. So he's not a um, uh, distant uh, distant guy. He he knows exactly how the heart of the Eintracht uh, ticks. That's why I think he does a good job at marketing. But he would like he would never go to you know like Bayern or Wolfsburg or Berlin or you know he's a Frankfurt guy. And that's an advantage and a disadvantage. Like, and a disadvantage for him is obviously um, the career is here and nowhere else, right? Um, but for us, the advantages, and that's why I mean it's not really news, is where else would he go, right? Of course, he's going to extend his contract, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think he's going to go to a bank? You know, like, be <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, I mean, like, literally, like, what other jobs w would be there for him? Um, and nobody would ever listen to what he say, right? If you get a, a good a good job in a bank, like, if you're not in the board of directors in, in one of the major banks, then, you know, nobody cares about what, what your opinion is about international XYZ, right? And uh, is And in Frankfurt, he gets the attention that he deserves and uh, that he gets. So I'm I'm super happy. I'm I'm excited. I think it's also at a uh, at an important stage of the club. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's you know, it's yeah, it's cool. I'm 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 curious about what they're going to do, what the plans are with him. You know, in because they already mentioned in the in the news conference that they kind of want to position them more mm -hmm. in the European landscape, UEFA, um, DFB. So he's going to be like the um, association spokesperson for Eintracht Frankfurt, and they want to get him into um, some of the the boards. Uh, that are out there so it's interesting and he mentioned a very interesting take um, about uh, Europa about you know there's the EC whatever the European champions you know where like the big clubs the European are in. council you know? that they got yeah Exactly. Well, like the, you know, like kind of like the Super League people. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was mentioning something about, yeah, what about the the mid, the SMEs, you know, like the, like Betis, for example. Betis is in a very similar situation as Frankfurt. And he said more teams uh, um, and a stronger voice is within those SMEs than, you know, the Giants. Right, and what what we need to do is, and that's I think is a very smart uh, or would be a very smart move is strengthening uh, the 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 medium size football teams' voice in the UEFA. Right, because like we cannot always listen to what the Liverpool manager says and what the uh, uh, the Paris and and whatever you know. Like, what about the Betis? Mm -hmm. What about the Frankfurt? What about the the um, the Olympic Marseille? You know, what about those clubs you know that have um, a strong position but nobody cares about what they say like their voice is not really heard and that would be i think the a game changing uh yeah um, um uh, thing if, if eintracht frankfurt could establish something like this right um 
and and that would be amazing. Well, we can only hope that uh, uh, there are more good, smart decisions coming from on high that will develop the club even further. But in terms of what you were talking about, uh, well, where else would he go? He could always work. Uh, uh, he could always head up one of the companies that are on that uh, are you know in one of the towers there. He could probably be a vice president of some sort. Uh, at Deutsche Bank Towers or yeah, the yeah, Mind but, Tower. But nobody would, would listen to him, right? Sure. So if, if the vice president yeah, of, I don't know, global expansion at Deutsche Bank, a great, awesome position, right? But he if he does a press conference, nobody shows up, you know? Like, nobody cares. <laughs> but if, sure. if, you know, but if you have a new player to sign, you get the media, you get the attention and many, you know. He will be uh, but our like, Oliver Kahn uh, heading up uh, whilst he heads up Eintracht, Oliver Kahn could head up uh, Bayern. And he's better than Oliver Kahn, right? He's better Because looking. he does what, what, what I look about Axel Hellmann actually, and this is what I really, really like about him. Uh, he has a typical out-of-the-box attitude. You know, he doesn't uh, support the status quo. He's a guy who's like, hey, let's just try it. You know, with like the whole, I mean, of me as a startup guy and everything, it's like, of course, I love it. The way that Eintracht <laughs> Tech, you know, is trying to, you know, come up with new ideas and that digitalization and digital transformation plays an important role. And this is stuff that I 100% contribute to Axel Hellmann, right? So that for me is is uh, what I really mm -hmm. like about him and what, what, what makes him different to all the other clubs. When you got like, I don't know, uh, a Bonhof at Mönchengladbach, you know, like he doesn't care about anything like this. You know, that's what I mean with the soccer people. Like he is not a soccer, soccer expert. So he is uh, around soccer experts. So he needs to create his own expertise uh, on a very high level. And he is not uh, happy with um, when he says like, oh, yeah, well, we're doing good. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're doing good. Now you've got to excel. We're exactly. all trying to excel. Where are you excelling? Where are you excelling in, in marketing and in, uh, in, in sports rights? And, uh, and, and that's what he tries to do. And that's what I really, really like about him is that he is he doesn't seem to be um, satisfied. You know, he's not like, oh, yeah, we sold all the tickets. Great. Or we, could, we sold all the business seats. We got all the sponsors. <laughs> Let's relax. He's like, okay, what else can we do? What is there? You know, there's always and, something more. And, and there's always something more. There's something more, and he look, and he at least he tries to look for it. And this is something where I don't think any other club in the Bundesliga has that. Like literally, like I mean, I, I, I try to read the news, but have you ever heard of of any? Uh, of course, the Bayern they have they 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 probably purchase a lot, and they they do a. It's not an intrinsic like we do this intrinsically, and I have not heard that from any other club. Um, these kind of um, ideas and um, tasks and whatever they're doing. Um, and I thought maybe it was Bobic before, but at Hertha, he's not doing anything. Like at Hertha, look at Hertha. Hertha like, is it a They didn't... You would expect... <laughs> if if it... Yeah, and I, if you would have expect uh, um, uh, a Bobic idea, where is their Aufjetzt campaign? Remember with Niko Kovac, when we were about to relegate, we had the Aufjetzt, where it's like, you know, now let's go, let's do it. Let's uh, not relegate... I thought this would be happening. Like, if this would, would have been an idea of Bobic back in Frankfurt, he would have said, like, let's do it again. Let's do, like, a hashtag uh, time to change and get, like, everyone on board. And with MAGA, do, like, the time to change, get the supporters in and the, the teams, the companies, and do, like, this big marketing campaign like we did with Aufjetzt. And they're not. And I think that's Hellmann. So he's the, the, the brainchild behind many crazy ideas. No, I um, think that the only good, other CEO out there in the Bundesliga that is uh, as outspoken, I think Hellmann is the right kind of guy for Eintracht. It's a smart, it, it's a smart move, keeping a guy like him. And uh, what is not smart is allowing morons like Hans Joachim Watzke to stay in in their mm. roles when they are long out to sea. So, and, uh, and we wonder why Bayfo Bay is as crap as they are. We wonder. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, okay, we've talked about enough enough about Axel Helmer. I did not exactly. think that that would go on as long as that. But Rommel, we have two new signs to uh, bring in. Uh, Jerome Angune. Uh, he is uh, joining from Salzburg, a central defender. We need that. Uh, he's been playing for... Uh, the Red Bull system for quite a few years joined us 
for next season. I kind of can't wait. He's got quite a lot of experience in in Champions League and the Österreich Bundesliga level, which is a level. And he's playing at a club that uh, via their connections, he's worked with. A, he's played under a lot of other guys who are just, you know, the whole Red Bull everything. I mean, everyone. Rick is experienced. Yeah. He's he's got he's got a lot of uh, time with Salzburg, and you know what? At 24, he's ready for the next step up. He's played in plenty of games at the Europa League. He's played in games at the Champions League, and he's like, hey, you know what? I'm ready to make the next step. And this guy, this lab born in Cameroon, he's ready for. I mean, his it, he started off with uh, Stuttgart. Uh, uh, then they loaned him out to Salzburg. Salzburg liked what they saw. He spent a little tiny time in Italy. He could have suited up for France if he really wanted to stick it out. Mm. But, you know, uh, he's now appearing for Cameroon and will be appearing for the Eintracht soon. I'm really excited about him. The second signing that we have is the uh, German uh, youth international, uh, uh, Faridi Alidou. And uh, I'm Kind of excited, more excited about him because I see more of him in the in the second division of Germany because he's playing for the HSV, and to me, Roman, this is this is the kind of guy that uh, we're going to definitely want. And this is if if Kostic stays for one more season. I mean, it's a big if. I do realize that, but if he was to stay, that's the kind of guy that I would want to have. Uh, streaking down on the right-hand side, or if you just want yeah. to think of it uh, as uh, one of our youth internationals, uh, and Knauf, you know, he's another guy who can mm-hmm. give us just added depth, who can play on both sides of the ball. And until this past year, I was unaware of him uh, at Hamburg, but this Hamburg born and raised guy is going to join us, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think so too. I think that's a great signing. Of course, we still have to see how it's uh, um, how it's going to pan out, and it's the same with the Austrian Austrian league, like with Ongwene. Uh, but yeah, they might need a few weeks though until they get to the pace of the Bundesliga, right? I think that'll be a typical of those candidates. Like they're going to play in the first two, three games, and we and we're not going to be sure yet. But they just take their time, like all these players that we that we've signed the young ones um and that's fine right that's okay uh but yeah i mean ideally of course we have it with kostic together and then kostic can leave but however i think he's got my personal opinion i mean i don't know anything it's just gut feeling is kostic is going to stay uh why should he you know i mean like he's been meant he was meant to leave for the past four years or like <laughs> i think we're ready literally, we're like, actually do, prepared for his his leaving now more you know, than ever because you, jans Pitahauga, that was another guy who was brought in now um we're gonna yeah. have to trigger his uh buyout clause because we're i think because we don't finish because we're not finishing below 15th this season where it's basically an obligation to buy and from what i've seen he can play, you know, on all on all sorts of manner of roles. And you got Knauf, who's gone, who's with us on a year and a half long loan, which uh, yeah. Deal is able to play out on left. He can't play on the right too, but he prefers to play out on the left. I mean, we're all we've got. Like they always talk about uh, the teams in the Bundesliga who jump out to a lightning fast start are the guys who have all their signings done in the preseason and they're ready to go locked and loaded. And uh, yeah, for the first time in a long time, I feel like, you know what, regardless of wherever we finish in the Bundesliga table, we will be ready to take the 22-23 season uh, with both hands and... uh, Here's hoping that we can beat the Bayern uh, twice this time around. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, but I don't, I don't see Kostic leaving yet. Mm-hmm. So that's in my, in my mathematical equation. I mean, he's 29 years old. Uh, in November, he's going to turn 30. Uh, so he is past of what they say now. It's time for their their big big contract, right? You got to be like 27, 28, 26 yeah. to get like this giant contract at a Real Madrid or at a AC Milan. Uh, so he's going to be 30 soon. 
Uh, he's not going to sign the dream contract maybe that he always wanted to sign. Unless he signs for Newcastle United in England, where he gets paid triple what we could ever pay him. But he knows that he's not going to be playing with a team playing in Europe. Because that's one of our exactly. that is one of our questions that uh, came in uh, at this moment in time from Eddie Adler uh, asking, "Can we keep pushing until the end of the season and get a European place, or is that ship sailed with that poor run at the start of the year?" No, and here's why: no. because um, everyone from uh, position like four within the Bundesliga is all still ripe for the taking. Ripe for the taking yeah. is like totally able to take on I mean we're we're seven points behind Leipzig now total difference and goal difference but seven point difference that can be easily overcome thing is yeah. there's a four point gap between sixth place Hoffenheim and seventh place Köln and then you're kind of looking at hey is seventh place going to be the Europa Con- uh, Conference League which I would then think to myself hey you know what you can play your home matches with your first 11 throw in a reserve yeah. team for the away games, still get through into the knockout phase of that competition, then you kind of take it, in, take it on as what it is uh, to lift a European trophy. But I'm still optimistic that the Eintracht can finish uh, top seven in the Bundesliga. Your thoughts? Yeah, totally, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, there was an interview, I think, with Jakic mm-hmm. uh, while he was playing uh, for for the Nationals, mm-hmm. and he mentioned something: is that their still their still aim is at least to go for Champions League, right? And uh, and this is also something. And yeah, I mean, it's their goal, right? I mean, will they reach it or not? But I think we talked about it in the very beginning of our podcast episodes. I always mentioned this, like, you know, the, the, the Frankfurt attitude used to be like, okay, first we need to get 40 points and then we'll see whatever, whatever will happen afterwards. Like the Bruch in the Bruchhagen era. Ugh. And I God. always hated that. You know, for me, that was like the worst goal setting ever, you know, because you always have to aim high in order to, uh, uh, yeah, maybe you don't make it, but you at least have to aim high. I mean, if you don't even aim for the for the 10, then you're never going to get the 10. If you already aim for the 6, you're probably going to make the 4, <laughs> right? And and that's, that's the attitude that I love about this Eintracht team um, uh, right now. Uh, right is uh, that they get to the spirit and that's what I really really love and when I read interviews like this um, yeah, I like bold optimistic people over pessimistic uh, we're never going to make this um, attitude so um, and, and, and that's going to secure us Europa I'm not mm-hmm. saying we're doing Champions League I'm not saying that uh, but, but by aiming to the, to the sun we're going to reach the moon you know, and um, or by, by by aiming on Mars, we're gonna reach to the moon, and uh, and, and and that's uh, hopefully what happens. Yeah, fingers crossed. And look, if we end up in the Europa Conference League, it's not so bad. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it will allow us to continue to utilize the fullness of the squad, keep everybody fresh, and if nothing else, you know, it will give more players the opportunity to be able to perform while still being on that European platform yeah. that we definitely deserve because or they've already released the tickets uh, 40, uh, 47.50 for the Eintracht yeah. to travel to Barcelona but Roman, you and I both know there's going to be more than that Totally. And and Brian, that's actually a very good topic, right? Very good point because it's what I'm I hate this when in mm. Germany they say like, oh, the conference league is not so important, or oh, who wants to play the conference league? We like will. I would ban every I would ban every player and every everyone who says this is not important. Um, you know, like uh, out of the Bundesliga, right? Like what do you mean? Like when you look at the teams who are right now in the in the in, uh, or who were in the uh, in, in the last round of 16, you know, like Olympic Marseille, like Leicester, like Slavia Prague, Bodo like PSV, like Roma. Bodo Glimp, the like tiny tiny fam- tiny Bodo Glimp from the first champion of Europe yeah. from north of the Arctic Circle. Guess what? They beat Celtic. They beat Akmar, yeah. and they already beat Roma in their group, and that's who they face in the next round. Yeah. And they want it. Yeah, exactly. 
And if, if one supporter really thinks that if Frankfurt is playing in the Conference League and they're playing against Partisan Belgrade or against Alkmaar, that they're or not going to be That's five, six, seven, or Pauk. Exactly. I mean, they're so cool teams. And if they play in the conference room, uh, conference room, <laughs> in the conference <laughs> league, and uh, and they play against Ghent or Basel or Rennes or whatever, they're going to be four, five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand people from Frankfurt going because playing Europa is always is always a challenge and is always an honor. And I think that's one of the big differences of the Frankfurt team is we play, we take Europe, Europa League, Conference League and or Champions League with honor and pride and not like, you know, the Leverkusen and the Wolfsburg and uh, and maybe even Barcelona. Like, oh, what do we want in this stupid, <laughs> in this stupid league? You know? Fingers crossed that we can pip exactly. them off. But hey, we got, yeah. it got us worked up. We're talking about the European leagues. Let's get to hashtag what are we drinking to satisfy our thirst for more. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Roman, I've what been do you drinking have already all the time. For hashtag what are we drinking? Uh, I'm drinking red wine. I made a tomato sauce, so I have. Uh, I, I had to open a bottle of red, so I'm Very killing nice. that one. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon from California, obviously. Uh, barefoot, and it won a 2017 Hilton Head Wine Competition Gold. So I have no idea what that means. I'm not a wine connoisseur or anything like this. Sounds but, solid. Yeah. Barefoot Cabernet Sauvignon from California. That's oh, what I'm, works out that's for what me. I'm having. Uh, for myself, what about I you? am drinking uh, the latest release in bottle form from uh, uh, the Edelweiss from uh, Kansas City Beer Company. Uh, had it in a lovely uh, half liter glass provided to me by uh, Hapua House in München. And uh, it fit nicely. It's got a lovely texture to it, and uh, sadly, I think that was the last of it uh, until I go to the ne- until this weekend when I buy an extra six pack uh, that I get at a, a dollar off discount for my six pack. Buy it in the beer hall. So come join me at KC Beer and uh, taste the Edelweiss. Why not? So that's going to wrap it up yeah. for segment one of hashtag what are we of uh, hey I took Frankfurt and hashtag what are we drinking we'll be back with an international rundown uh, Roman's thoughts of the Hessian Liga which the Eintracht uh, Zwei Ooh. the new team will be playing in next season and Eintracht first predictions so stay with. Back segment two. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, Roman, the internationals. They have finally passed. Thank God. Um, Austria got knocked out of theirs. Shame. Hinti and Ilsanker are not able to do much more than uh, get stuffed by Wales. Actually, look. If you wanna, if you wanna be entertained by the people of Wales, watch this. uh, there's this uh, YouTube video that's out there uh, that I saw on, a, uh, on Monday that that kind of showed what the Welsh crowd was like, and they were wrapped up into an absolute frenzy. Uh, this local so Wales is a part of the UK, obviously the English language speaking country, but mm-hmm. they have their own private language welsh and this it's becoming more and more of a cool thing to actually know the local welsh language and they had this local uh kind of welsh folk singer sing this song that uh he made which apparently is played in the locker rooms and and really gets the players up for it uh they just can they just kind of get that jolt of uh, energy in their systems. They're like, oh yeah, this is getting us psyched up to play in the match, and uh, yeah, they ran out, properly took care of Austria. Well, it was Gareth Bale kind of helped out a lot. Uh, the other Eintracht players that were playing the World Cup qualifiers were few and far between, as most Eintracht players have either qualified for the World Cup or. Failed. So Daichi Kamado was not called up by Japan. They did not need him to defeat Australia. Australia lost in uh, 
their match against Japan. They had to win that in a must-win game to not finish in third place. They did lose uh, 2-0 to Japan. Hrustik playing in that one. Uh, Hrustik played again in their subsequent match against Saudi Arabia. So they finished in third. They will face off in a playoff in June. Uh, one-off match against the United Arab Emirates. And uh, that team, and the winner of that will play in the Continental Playoff. I know, that's a lot of words going on. Against the fifth-place team of Conmobile, the South American uh, uh, qualification form, which is Peru, who beat out Colombia. Uh, uh, Colombia needed help. They won both of their matches, but they needed Peru to not do anything today. Peru did get the win that they needed, so uh, Borde and his fellow Colombians are not going to be at this World Cup. So, yet yeah, more Eintracht players not being a part of that. Shame uh, on that. But, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, we can't all be Northern Macedonia and upset the odds. Uh, Roman, I don't... There's not really much else to say in terms of the kind of internationals. Nope. Uh, let's be honest. Um, no. Uh, so Moran, uh, I guess uh, Mali. So Torre uh, decided to call up, take the call for Mali. Mali got defeated one 0 in the first leg to Tunisia. They did not qualify, and the outgoing Armin Barkok. We wish him well as an uh, as an Eintracht Academy graduate who then made good as a first team player. He in Morocco progressed five uh, two on aggregate. So. Um, good luck to him. I mean, at this point in time, it's kind of mute us talking about it. And Knauf also appeared for the Germany U21, and Kevin Trapp saved a dynamite, uh, did a really good penalty save in the match for Germany. But there's not really much else to say, uh, unless you want to talk about yeah. uh, no. any of the upsets that happened in the World Cup qualifiers uh, that I didn't mention. No, I mean, like, Italy is not making it, but there's uh, probably... That's, <laughs> that's actually hilarious that's that that their, happened, to be fair. Yeah, so, you know, you know, that's their way of uh, boycotting uh, the World Cup in, in Qatar, you know. I wish uh, we would have taken mm, a stance like this. Yes. Um, since uh, I'm, I'm personally, I'm not... I, I try to boy, boycott mm -hmm. it personally myself. I try not to watch any of the games. Um, what is a better way yeah, to boycott it? Not going to it or going to it and loudly proclaiming for the entire world to see that this is wrong, this country is wrong, this country needs to change, this country... Yeah, like if, if they would do it loudly, I would, I would prefer that, but they're not going to. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's no single German player gonna go for gay rights, for women's rights, for uh, for the oppressions against the the killings of uh, of political uh, prisoners, uh, against the regime. There's there's nothing nothing is gonna happen. Nothing. They're gonna go. They're gonna play, and they're gonna put their little uh, Instagram hearts <laughs> out, and, uh, and 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 this sort of bullshit. And because I know that this is gonna happen, I I cannot watch it. Fair enough. Right? Or I plan to not. Roman, plan I to, will I have to say, say if this team does qualify, I think you will watch it. If Ukraine defeats Scotland, uh, now they had their match delayed until June because for obvious reasons and Wales will face the winner of that. If Ukraine beats Scotland and Wales, I will push you to watch at least the Ukraine matches so that we can all, maybe, maybe something like this. Yeah. Maybe something like this I, I could do. And that's what I mean. I'm always very um, uh, careful with when I say, <laughs> I, I, that's why I say I want to boycott it as it is now. I do not want to care about the world cup. However, of course, once you're there and you've got friends, you want to meet up, you want to have a good time, of course, may, you might watch some games. But at least my plan now is uh, to, boy to personally boycott it. And I don't care for news about it. I, I, don't, even, I don't even want to give them clicks. Like I try <laughs> to not even click anywhere where they, where they speak about the World Cup because I just believe that uh, um, and, and the Ukraine has actually shown us shown it that we have to be stronger on human uh, rights issues and we cannot let stuff go all the time sure. we cannot always let things pass and just because they have the money or just because there's this and that we we, we, we look the other way 
and I just and 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 the Ukraine situation has exactly shown uh, um, that to me had had made this obvious. You know, if there's something wrong, we got to look at it. We got to point our fingers at it. We got to um, um, and we got to make a change and not just take their money and and then say like, uh, oh well, it's not that bad. You know, so that's like. Um, what 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 goes what happened to me through the whole Ukraine crisis is uh, exactly that you know if because like it's nothing new he invaded already the Crimea um, um, and and there was the the World Cup in in Russia um, there was uh, you know Olympic Games in Sochi and like and we always looked the other way and this is now what we learn. You know, if we look the other way all the time, um, it, it's just shit. And we're doing the same thing now with Qatar and, uh, and and Saudi Arabia and the money here and the money there, you know. And you know what's the saddest part about it? That we're talking about the high gas prices in the United States and in, in, in Europe and everywhere. And fucking who is still rich as shit? You know, it's those countries that pay billions into uh, Paris Saint-Germain soccer clubs that pay billions in and buy comp out companies that pay billions in, in uh, high rises in hotels and all kinds of bullshit for the very rich and we are all paying it at the, at the gas station every time you fill up your car and you're mad about the high prices you are paying Paris Saint-Germain you are paying um, Manchester City you are paying a super yacht somewhere uh, in the Bahamas and, and, and you are paying for the World Cup at the gas pump and that's what we have to realize and until we are still the stupid sheep or that not it's, uh, it's, we are still the stupid people who complain about gas but still fill up our our trucks our SUVs and our whatever and uh, and and watch the the games in Qatar and 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 celebrate Messi in Paris Saint-Germain like we're paying it Like you and I and everyone is paying for that shit. And if you don't want it, then at least boycott the bad outcome. That's like the least thing you should do. I know you cannot, you have to get gas and you have to um, uh, get your, 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 your car loaded. There's nothing and there's not a lot you can do, but you can fucking at least, you know, buy uh, a show that, that buy, yeah, whatever, yeah. Exactly. I mean, whatever, right? But I'm, I'm not want to, I don't want to advocate for anything. I just want to advocate for, Uh, against the bad. That's all I want to do. And I hear you, bro. Here's my rant. Dude, I've been, we've, I've, I think this is my third rant now, and we haven't even talked about the Hessian Liga. But the Hessian Liga is going to be uh, let's, easy. Let's, let's talk about the Hessian Liga. So, uh, Hessian Liga is in the fifth tier of the German uh, football pyramid. Uh, Eintracht has taken over the license. Roman is Esse Hessen Dreisch. Oof. Yeah. It's hard, hard one to wrap my tongue around. It's going to be gone soon, so don't worry about it. Just say uh, Eintracht Frankfurt U23. Eintracht Frankfurt 2. All right. That works. That works. Yeah. All right. So or we're going to be taking over. Isn't it U23? Or yeah. I don't know. Well, we're going to be taking over their, uh, their license. Um, the the Hessian Liga, as I mentioned, uh, we've been talking off air of how many teams currently exist that are that are. Basically, the reserve teams, uh, teams that reside currently in the second division uh, or the first division, Erste Bundesliga or Zweite Bundesliga. And it's about 18 teams. 18 teams have got teams mm -hmm. that are in the reserves of either the Regionalliga or two that are currently residing in the Dritte Liga. And those players who do make it through from their reserve teams end up being able to foster careers, especially those who are successful. It may not be with uh, the Erste Bundesliga side or the Zweite Bundesliga side, but they're able to find a career within a strong Regionalliga club or a Dritte Liga club. And the Hessian Liga is where the Eintracht reserves will be starting off next season and as will be taken off the license. Roman, your local club, uh, FV Badfibbel, is, Bad is part exactly. of the Hessian Liga. And... F.O. but <laughs> Yes. For you, I mean, it's kind of cool that, you know, uh, if you go home, you might be able to see Eintracht versus Bad Fibbe, uh, which would be, I guess, a kind of a local tussle, needless to say. But yeah. 
as this is supposed to be used as a developmental model that will allow for kind of those uh, bit part players, those uh, pieces, those additional pieces that you need uh, in a club to be able to fill the void and you're not having to constantly be buying and transferring so much. This is the developmental system that they want to do with the Eintracht, bringing it back after they got rid of it. Um, mm. Is the Hessian Liga the spot for, you know, your young 19, 20, 21 year old hotshot from such and such no. academy? Maybe it's from Eintracht, no. maybe it's not. No. Is that the spot for them to no. go? No. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And um, But that's not the goal, right? I mean, the goal, the goal must be Regionalliga. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's uh, uh, like minimum goal. Um, maybe even the third league. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's, but, let's start off um, regional league first. <laughs> regional league first, obviously, obviously. But uh, the the long term goal should be at, at a higher at a higher stage. And actually, I was so when Frankfurt withdrew their under under twenty three, that that's second team, so to say. Um, I, I I knew I, I got it. I knew why they were doing it. I, I we thought were sure it was wrong. <laughs> Exactly, but also because they never took it took it seriously, mm. you know. Because they, if you take it seriously, you have to create an environment where young players or prospects can thrive, and they never really did this, right? So for for Frankfurt, it, so here I'm going a lot of my memory now, <laughs> um, but uh, it has been like an up and down, and they never like there's never like they even tried um, uh, there was afterwards, but with Andy Müller or with somebody. Um, uh, famous or with with some at least um, uh, you know with with somebody with ambition uh, to run it. So that's new. That's also a Hellman thing or a late Hellman um, or or Bobic maybe. But this was never never important. So when Armin Fee, for example, when they made the decision with Hübner and Armin Fee to get rid of it, um, they 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 didn't want to invest any money in in this sort of game and they did the the bad decision of mm-hmm. getting rid of the team uh, which has which has a this decision created a, a bad long tail right. right so not the missing the team is one thing but uh, getting rid, rid of uh, future opportunities for your, your young for many of your young prospects is another one and that's what they did with getting rid of the under 23 team is when you were like a, a young player playing for Frankfurt and you're 18 years old and uh, you are the you have the prospect of making it to become a good player. Um, you're going to go to somewhere else because you know in Frankfurt after under 19 you're going to go anyways. Like you, right. you got you have to go. So and if you don't make it to the to the professional team, at basically at day one, you're out. Yeah. Right. So uh, the um, so the, even when you're like under 17 or 18, 19, and uh, and and. And you sign a contract, and it's only like a contract for a year. You don't want to move to a city, you know, like to to only play there a year or so. Sure. You'd rather go to Hoffenheim, where you at least have the potential, and you also have the potential to make it to the Bundesliga team. You want right? to go so that's given, uh, in, Look at Ste- look yeah, at uh, exactly. Stefan Bell. He came through the Mainz Youth yeah. Academy, came through the Zwei team, and has basically been a Mainz player minus loans, mm-hmm. a brief loan with. Even the Eintracht when we were in Vita Liga, you know, in a, a loan uh, with a, 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 a mention, 1860 Munich, mm. you know, he's been an over 200 appearance player for uh, Mainz and captain yep. of Mainz. And you're telling, and if anyone told me, it's like, oh, no, he's not important. You, you're freaking barming mad. You need to have yep. guys who know the club in and out and will bleed for the club. Uh, if the case totally. calls for it, that we'll be able to. Uh, there's a reason why Mainz was able to survive relegation last season when they looked dead and buried, and that was because players yeah. like him uh, just kind of rallied around, kind of like rallied the troops, sort of thing. And yeah. guys like him yeah. got them to consistently but stay in the Bundesliga. against why other uh, Bundesliga outfits like Augsburgs and the like. Yeah are constantly able to stay in there because they develop the players. Mm. And some of those guys, they may not in the reserve team make it through, but then those guys who can't, who do show that they got the drive, the ability to move through, you get from your U19s, then to the reserve team. Then if you really are progressing, they will put you in that senior team. And hey, guess what? 
it might take one or two years and, but guess what you will be in the plane in the Bundesliga and making people like Dominic Kor sit on the bench over Paige not that he is yeah 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 definitely i mean there's a lot we we need to address here i mean like there are always these stories you know but they're like rare in minds than they are in frankfurt almost yeah. uh you know like we we also have marco Rus, we have timothy chandler timothy chandler um, played on our reserve had, team he's still part of this team yeah totally totally yeah and marco Rus probably did as well but uh or you know so we we have these stories too but um it, it's it, it's it's a deeper rooted problem um, and for me my personal opinion is the uh, the separation of the professional and the amateur is uh, for me it's too strong like I don't get why and maybe they do right so this is also um, uh, something may, I may not have the knowledge but I don't get why there's no more exchange of uh, of the even the under 19 uh, and the current uh, team player squad you know that you just kind of integrate more players into your, your teams that you maybe have a game between you know um, the under 19 Team versus uh, the professional team. Like now, they played against Nuremberg, you know, which fair enough, right? But why not, you know, play against the under 19, you know, to give the honor, to give the 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 local uh, youth a chance to get in touch with their heroes, so to yeah. say, right? Like who I don't know who plays. Uh, okay, um, could have uh, been that sort of guy, and yet he didn't have the opportunity. Yeah. He had to leave and then come back to get that chance. exactly yeah yeah and that doesn't make sense you know and that's like i said it's not even taking the long tail into into effect i mean yes it's true and what i mean fee and hübner said uh, back in them days is that the chance of somebody from under 19 is making it directly to frankfurt professional squad is even tougher now than it was then Right, absolutely, because obviously we excelled, uh, and in, in ten years ago, if uh, the, your skills wouldn't need to be as high to play for Frankfurt as they are now, luckily <laughs> since we are now contending for Europa on a regular base, um, but um, still, you know, there's just so much more to it um, and experience and uh, possibility to play and a long term a longer term contract right and that's I think what's the biggest issue like what I meant what I said if you are an under 19 if you're 19 years old and uh, you have one more contract but you're not ready for pro you're not going to sign for Frankfurt because you know that if you don't make it within this one season then you got to look for another contract or go on a loan so you go to um, Bayern or to um, Hoffenheim or to uh, Rot-Weiss Essen uh, in the first place, right? And I think that's uh, um, that's the issue um, that we have here. But uh, to go back to your question, like the Hessenliga is not the, the question for that. I don't think any great player comes out of the Hessenliga. Um, uh, maybe maybe only if they're like 18 years old. Usually it's more like older, a little bit older players or uh, some... But, but no Bundesliga prospect plays in the Hessenliga. So the Hessenliga <laughs> is, is a... Is a team I, I'm going to love being able to watch, but Philbin play Frankfurt, which uh, a little history lesson, of course, back in them days, I think in the 90s when Bad Philbin uh, also played in the Oberliga. It was the third league. And I remember this was super cool because we played, uh, the Frankfurt was coming, Offenbach, uh, the, the, the A-team, Offenbach. Uh, we had Aschaffenburg. Um, we had Kassel. We had all these big teams. Darmstadt even, they were regular. You know, they all played in our little Bad Philbel, um stadium am Nidderplatz, Niddersportfeld. And uh, so that was super cool. So the, um, the the Oberliga used to be a very um, uh, a very good team uh, with many teams that uh, you would like to watch. I mean, right now it's uh, and it's totally different, right? I mean, if you just look at even if you, I mean, now it's uh, sep separated into a promotion league and a, um, a relegation league uh, because they have to get rid of so many people. Uh, they have to get rid of so many teams and they can't, you know, because of COVID. Uh, and if you look at the uh, promotion table, I barely know any, <laughs> any of those teams. Like, like, I mean, of course, I know the cities, but I wouldn't say that any of those teams had anything, were anything close to what the Hessen Liga was um, uh, in the 90s. And uh, um, yeah, and I mean, in, in the actually in the relegation, I, I think the relegation team is actually... Uh, um, the relegation league is, is more interesting than... Um, Isn't that because uh, your club's um, in the, there? 
<laughs> first of all because of that club but also because they're more related uh, to these uh, to these teams you know? oh, so yes. it's um uh yeah i mean drei eich you know so drei eich was actually interesting uh, i played against which one i watched another game with like daniel chiman as a coach and so some former eintracht player and i think uh oh, who was the player so there were a few people that i that i knew uh, from before um and watching them play but like i said not young and and uh, and ambitious more like old and you know making a little bit of money because it's not a fully professional team i think there are only two professional teams in there um and that is i think bayern alzenau is a professional team which is from Bavaria which is a fun thing fun fact that a Bavarian team is, plays in the Hessenliga um, but in, and I think it's I know there was Gießen exactly but Gießen Gießen got promoted they got promoted exactly so there was yeah there was the other professional team uh, Gießen and uh, um, and uh, Bayern Alzenau but, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, like I said, all the other ones are all amateur, and that's not what the what the what the Frankfurt yeah, won't be uh, able to get promoted the first time. Asking if not, we'll get promoted the second time. Asking, and if not, we'll just keep on going forward until we enter the regional Liga and the Dritte Liga, and then we'll have to stop at Dritte Liga champions every season. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they'd have to take it serious as they do with the Frauen. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's going to be the most important part. You really have to take it serious because even. Like uh, um, um, uh, hurt players, you know, that were injured and that then kind of need some practice uh, to come back. You know, for them, the 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 second team was always a good a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, just to get some practice. You know, to get some good match experience. But of course, you you're not going to get this in the Hessen Liga. Nope. Like in the Hessen Liga, when Frankfurt plays to uh, 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 to Bad Vilbel, uh, sorry to say, I mean, I'm a big Bad Vilbel supporter, um, and I go, I love watching the games. Good Bratwurst um, mm -hmm. and, and good beer but um, uh, um, that's let's say um that wouldn't be a ground where costa could uh, could fight back for his uh, you know for for a squad for a for a place in the squad you know so but uh, hey uh, a good a good uh, match to and a good place to catch a match on the nida at uh the yeah. what was what was the name of the scene uh nida sportfeld nida sportfeld uh, yeah all right, so the river everyone can just the... go to the Eintracht Zwei yeah. at bad football match and we'll just we'll pack it out, yeah. get a nice bumper crowd, get drunk, yeah. have a good time. Exactly. Uh, let me know. Let me know when you're going. And I, if I'm if I'm in Bad Vilbel, I'm uh, I'll. And there are actually a few Frankfurt guys as well. Some of the some of my 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 friends that I know from the ultras. I. I, uh, I I usually meet them there, and then I get some updates about what the ultras are are thinking and saying, and so it's a good it's a good place. Indeed, indeed. That being said, that wraps up uh, the discussion on the Hessian Liga, which the Eintracht's reserve team will be joining. The Eintracht will be rejoining Bundesliga action against Greuther Fürth uh, at home. It's going to be a bumper crowd welcoming the Eintracht uh, as they face off against uh, the Gloverlies. How do you say that in German, Roman? I forget. You keep that down. Greuther Firth, let's put, let's be real. Uh, they're getting relegated. There's no way around that this season. Yeah. And yeah. I, for yeah. one, no. am ready to kick ass, take names, get ourselves ready for Barcelona. And I think, honestly, the players, on the, because not a lot of guys will be coming back from, you know, like, uh, like, two and three long grueling uh, international matches having been played. A lot of guys are playing friendlies. Uh, I mean, Colombia, poor boarding. Sorry, bud. But otherwise, yeah. everyone's ready, fresh as a daisy, ready to rock and roll. Had our one test match against Nuremberg. I mean, it was against Nuremberg, so really wasn't worried all too much about that. I'm ready for this team to resume winning, and I'm going to call it, Roman. I'm going to call it 3-0. No, yes, 3-1 to the, to the Eintracht. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, I hope that too. But I think they're there. I, I hope they can get their head straight uh, and focused on on on, on Kreuterfurt and not on on the upcoming match. So that's uh, obviously the difficulty that they will have to run. But at least the good thing is we're playing at mm. home, so they kind of have to take it serious because there's going to be a large crowd, a full packed stadium, that's uh, going to make sure that they know that they the the supporters demand some sort of um, the performance that kicks Kreuter's ass. Exactly. And. Um, and uh, yeah, but I'm not that optimistic. Why? I think they're going to, yeah, because I mean, I think we're going to win, <laughs> right? But it's just going to be a, a dirty 1-0 oh. uh, because like, Kreuter is going to do the defending of their lifetime. And Frankfurt, we know we have, uh, we don't have, we don't really have like these kind of skills uh, in the offense uh, yet. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be shit, you know? I mean, I don't think it's going to be a great game to watch. And um, yeah, so that's why I, I, yeah, it's going to be tough. I hope they can focus. Let's let's put it this. Let's put it as in our history. Of course, they will lose against Kreuterfurt and then win against Barcelona. <laughs> that would be the typical. That would be the Eintracht Frankfurt move, the typical one, right? Um, but let's hope this is this is not going to be the case. 100%. But um, and if need but, be, if the boys uh, we need. need to, we know what street to send them to if the boys need to clear their heads. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, but they, but you're right, uh, absolutely. They better win against Fürth because if there's one team you need, you need to have to. There's no other way you can let those three points uh, um, uh, lie down. Uh, or, uh, Hundred yeah, percent, my friend. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, went a little long considering the fact that we had few matches to talk about. Uh, Roman, thanks for joining us. Where can we find you on social media? Well, you find me on Twitter on SFB Eagles and Instagram, and uh, yeah, and and overall, basically, <laughs> basically, when it comes to an Eintracht victory on the streets of San Francisco, I think. Exactly. I, I'm the one with the flower in my hair. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at H-E-I-P-O-N. You can follow the show on Instagram. That is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Matt does a great job of running that. You can drop us a line on email. That is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. Join us on Discord. Just search Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. And uh, wait for the wait for the gatekeepers to let you on in. And of course, follow us on Facebook for all the latest news exactly. and information on Eintracht in the English language. All one convenient location that is facebook.com slash H-E-E-P-O-D. From all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, thanks for listening to us in a bumper, bumper episode here. Until next time, uh, stay Woo-hoo. safe and uh, juice. We could be uh, Dortmund fans, uh, having a great men's team and not even a, a frown team at all. And I hear you, bro. Here's my rant, dude. I've been. <laughs> we've, I've, I think this is my third rant now. <laughs>